honestly, going through ranger school at such a early point in your career, it really sets you up for the future of your career. I was a PFC at the time, and I'm leading due to our lieutenants, staff sergeants. You know, the best piece of advice I can give you is don't be afraid to make mistakes. Yo, what's up? How you guys doing? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of the Guard to Guard podcast. Where we like to promote powerful conversations to educate, inspire, and challenge you to unlock your full potential. I'm your host today, Stephen Kanapka, joined by my co-host, Georgia Baruha. What it do? And today, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a special guest, specialist Jeff Stout. Yo, what's up, guys? What's going on? Thanks for having me on. I got the text that... Uh, Early this morning, I was at work and I was like, yeah, I got off. So let's go. I love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. So not only is he a specialist, but so I remember like last year, right? This Actually not last year, probably like two years ago at this yeah, it's point. It's like two years ago. Yeah. Almost three. Almost three. Almost three, right? Like mm-hmm. a little recruit stout trying to join the Army National Guard. I let him tell his story, but this guy graduated Ranger School, which is absolutely insane. So we can't wait to dive into your story. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, uh, as as uh, Stephen said, I'm Jeff Stout, um, 11 Bravo for the Nat- Jersey Army National Guard, 2nd 113th Infantry Alpha Company from Newark. Uh, I was going to school for a little bit. It's getting a little too busy right now, so I took this semester off. I'll get we'll get more into that later. Uh, and then I work at a, a Harbor Freight right now on the side, making some extra money. So take us back to your you know pre enlistment, you know from high school to kind of like meeting a recruiter. How was that you know process like prior to enlisting? Well. For me, it was a little bit uh, on the heavier side. So I, I had a, I broke my collarbone in a 2020 and uh, had to get surgery, had a plate put in. You know, it's a little bit harsh, but I always wanted to join the military. So keeping that in mind, I, my process took a little bit longer than it should have. Right, you got uh, the medical waiver. Yeah, I had to get a bunch of waivers going in. How, how long was the process, by the way? Like, uh, that was a couple months now. It was pretty long. Yeah, it was almost, yeah. it was almost like six months. It was like a little Same. bit, a little bit less than that. So uh, don't get hurt before you uh, get in. Now, (laughs) when you were going through that process, did you feel at any point in time like, I can't get in? Maybe this is an option where it's not realistically for me. Uh, Believe it or not, I had I had faith. My recruiter was a Sergeant Hong Mm -hmm. Um, at the time. I know she's not a recruiter anymore, but uh, she was my recruiter. I had one of my best friends growing up actually went through her. That's how I got the reference to her. Mm -hmm. So I I, I had full faith that it was going to work out. It was just like. Uh, I wasn't really stressing in my head that, am I going to get in? It was more of like, oh, how long is this going to take? You know what I mean? Yeah. Type thing. So, it, but it, we got it done. Took a little bit of time, but it worked. Okay. So you'd say about six months from the point of your ASVAB to actually getting approved and hearing that out? Yeah. I'd say about, about six months, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more. Okay. All right. And in the in in the middle of those six uh, six months, we did we had those uh, the Wednesday PT sessions here, and I remember one day, right? We're like, you know what? This is what we're gonna do today. Everybody plank, right? Mm-hmm. Whoever stays the longest down to plank, like wins or whatever, and probably won like a pen or a t shirt, right? Right. This dude did how many minutes of I planks? Did, I did nineteen <laughs> minutes for yeah, a plank. I remember, he was with with a shola, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, right? Yo, 19 like his eyes were bloodshot by the time like he's so competitive I did it for a backpack because I never got one <laughs> there we go do it for the backpack you gotta do it for the merch you gotta do it for the merch I had to get it I had That's to get beautiful. the backpack mm-hmm. so, also we're bringing up Sergeant Ashola you know shout out to Sergeant Ashola oh, yeah. too you know new recruiter in Oklahoma right? Oklahoma yeah, go look him out Oklahoma, Oklahoma. yeah yeah. yeah. alright back to the podcast my bad <laughs> so okay so you're joining and what was your MOS uh my my first pick was actually uh, 
I believe it was combat engineer. But then the more I kind of thought about it, I was like, uh, I don't know if it's like super right for me. Kind of glad I didn't pick that MOS, nothing against it or anything, but, uh, I wanted it to be 11 Bravo infantry. Uh, you got more opportunities for schools, got to do cooler things in my opinion. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad it worked out. I mean, I had a lot of opportunities for schools. Like uh, I got Ranger school right out of OSIT through a, it's called a program called RTLI Ranger team leader initiative. So they come to you in basic training, come about halfway through to sign like an interest waiver. And everyone's like all gun ho. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then the real sign up comes and it's like four days before you get to go home and graduate. And there, everyone's like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to go home, but I was like, nah, I was like, I'm sticking with this is like, this is why I want to do enlist. So I stuck with it. And then I went actually during best, uh, the best ranger competition and I didn't know until I got there, but they were like, uh, Oh yeah. So you're not going to be going to ranger school for like, until like April. And I'm like, man, it's like the end of February or the end of January. (laughs) And, uh, so they start nothing new during, uh, it's called BRC mm-hmm. and uh, it actually kind of worked out in my favor. So at RTLI you do PT, a Ranger PT test every Monday and then two days out of the week, you do a land nav course. And from there you do some more kind of just kind of getting you ready. The, you can't, you can't do like patrols or anything there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you learn, you know, you learn how to work with people. You get off at a decent time. We had like a TV in our barracks. Uh, somebody brought like a Nintendo switch. We had a good time at barracks. I really wish I could go back there sometimes, met some good people still in contact with them. Um, so I did that for about 10 weeks. And RT, so RTLI, right? What does that stand? Do you remember what that stands? It's a Ranger team leader initiative. God. And that's when they pretty much prepare you for like Ranger right. school. So it's, it's like a, it's a, it's like a pre-ranger to pre-ranger. Oh, okay. So in the guard, you got to go to pre-ranger school. It's just one of the requirements. Yeah. Uh, active duty, it's a little bit different. You can kind of go around it, but it's kind of dumb if you don't do it. Yeah. So, uh, I went to RTLI. They got me ready for RTAC, which is a pre-ranger school down at Warrior Training Center on Fort Benning. Okay. So I went to RTAC right there. Uh, it was like the bear. I was, it was basically just moving barracks at that point. It was, it's all in the same, same place. So I did that. I uh, believe it was 14 days. It was 14 or 17 days of pre-ranger school. You did like a mock, uh, what's called rap week. It's like ranger assessment week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you do like your PT tests, your land nav tests. Um, do a lot of people drop at that point? Like a lot, a lot of people do our tech, our tech's a little different cause it is pre-ranger. Mm-hmm. So say like, uh, so the requirements are 59 perfect form push ups and uh, 68 perfect form sit ups or no, sorry, 49 perfect form push ups, 59 perfect form sit ups. So if you're in like, say, I like, I know a couple of guys that got like, oh, maybe like 47 mm. perfect form or like something like that, but they still like made it through because it's, it's the pre ranger school. They still got, still got some time to, you know, get ready for the actual Train test. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's like the first day you get, or like the second day after you get like processed or whatever it was. So you do the ranger PT test, you do the five miles, you do the six chin ups, pretty easy. What else? Then you do your, uh, what's called CWSA combat water assessment course. So kind of, uh, I know Steven kind of vouched for the Marines on this one, Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's a uh, pretty easy. Any of you that are like scared of water or scared of swimming, like don't, don't worry about it. It's, it's no stress. It's swimming in a uniform's a lot easier than mm-hmm. you think. It actually kind of 
the way you wear the uniform, you, you're, you're floating when yeah. you do it anyway. So little air bubbles. Yeah. Yeah, Pockets. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're basically floating when you do it. You're not swimming that far. I think it's like, uh, like 10, 15 meters tread water for maybe like they say a minute, but if you stare the RI hard enough in the face, it'll kind of let you <laughs> <laughs> kind of let you get out a little bit early. <laughs> so now kind of break it down a little bit. So we have a lot of people that you know, I asked a lot of questions around 11 Bravo, the infantryman, um, MOS and your experience and your um, knowledge now compared to when you were just first joining, what are, what are some differences like with the army national guard? Like, how do you see infantry now? Like what, what's different from you looking at it from a high school perspective to somebody else who's actually in and is doing a day-to-day basis? Well, so uh, a common a common misconception, and I say misconception because a lot of MOSs kind of put it this way. Mm-hmm. So infantry, yes, uh, it is one of the lower ASVAB scores. Mm-hmm. So people automatically assume that oh, you're just you know you're kind of dumb. You didn't. That's why you had to join the infantry because you didn't want to. You know, you're not smart in the in the in the head. But it, it's the complete opposite. Like once you once you like finally get to a unit, you realize that you're with some of the smartest dudes that you'll ever meet. You'll, yeah. especially in terms of planning and tactics and things like, like, Oh yeah. A lot of things you won't think about normally. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Like it's, it's, in, it's incredible. The best group of guys, like you'll probably ever meet nicest group of guys. They ever meet. I mean, they'll, they're a little mean once you get to know them, but you know, they're just, that's just cause I love you. But, yeah, but, tough uh, love, tough love. <laughs> but, uh, it's best group of guys uh, yeah. that I've ever met in my life are my platoon right now. Uh, it's amazing. We're getting mm-hmm. we're getting ready to go on a deployment soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't deploy with anybody else other than those guys. The in- incredibly smart people. As far as like Ranger School and stuff like that, how did that come about for you? Like, was that always in the picture, or was it something that was like kind of brought up to you as you went through basic training and AIT and stuff? So, believe it or not, when I signed up, I was trying to. I was actually trying to get a contract for it because I knew it was like a th- like a thing you could kind of do. Mm-hmm. So uh, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Sergeant Hong or some or like maybe Sergeant Frazier or something like that mentioned it to me about the RTLI program. So mm-hmm. that that has always that was always in my picture before I even like like officially signed my papers. I was like, oh okay, so I have this plan. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to um, basic training, then go to AIT and then go to ranger school. So it was kind of always in the plan. And then once they finally came like about, it was about week 11 through my training. And I was like, Oh, well now I guess this is the time I gotta, I gotta do it now. (laughs) I can't back out now. So (laughs) I got to stick with it. So it's always been part of the plan and uh, I'm glad it worked out. I did, um, I did recycle uh, Florida phase once. Mm -hmm. Um, I failed peers, but I think like a percentage so I'm like, it goes all by percent. So I failed, uh, I failed that peers once got recycled and then made it back my second, uh, my second, uh, Florida phase through. So it's pretty incredible to think about like going from, you know, just fr- like a recruit, right? Like a freaking, like n- that's not even in the military, mm-hmm. like actually graduating ranger school. I think that's one of the first for the state of New Jersey that's actually made it through as, you know, from, from RSP to basic, to AIT, to RTLI, to ranger school, and graduating ranger school, right? Right. There's a lot of people that have gone there and, and they haven't made it through, so good on you. Yeah, no, yeah I know. see you on that, man. I actually know, oh, thank you. I know a couple of people that like are in the Jersey Guard that actually, one I was at RTLI with, he made it through, uh, and then one, a couple others that came before me that have done it. 
but it's just, it's, you get thrown into this mix. You're in with a bunch of, bunch of brand new lieutenants right out of West Point or ROTC, something like that. And then you're also with a bunch of enlisted guys, like older, like, uh, older E5 sergeants, uh, staff sergeants. One, I actually had a, in my squad for the longest time, I had a, um, drill sergeant on four bending and I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Like I'm with my drill, uh, drill sergeant. And then speaking of that, I just remembered this, but on my first day when I got, uh, when I in processed, I had, I saw two drill sergeants from my basic training company. And after the second day, I never saw them again. So that's oh. just something to, oh. uh, <laughs> Damn. that's just something for, uh, all like, uh, people that want to do that. Like, like just cause your drill sergeant say you can't, you can't do something like it. I have a tab and they don't. So you know, anything is possible. <laughs> Period. Anything is possible. Absolutely. Anything's possible. As long as you put your mind to it and you have the, the will and the determination to push through it, you could accomplish anything. Do not let anybody tell you what you can and what you cannot do. So yeah, tell us about like that feeling, right? So you're, so you failed a couple of things. You kind of recycled, right? You're, and you're there in graduation mm-hmm. day. Like, how are you feeling at that point? And do you have family come? Yeah. Like yeah. How, yeah. How was that day for you? Like it's, graduating Ranger school, how was that for it's, you? It's just, uh, it's an incredible feeling. It's a whole whirlwind of emotions when you're all like, uh, like during Ranger school. And then especially when you recycle, because one, it's the last phase. So you're like, Oh, I'm right there. But at the same time, you're like, Oh, I can't, I can't go anywhere. I yeah. can't like, you can't stop now, <laughs> but it's, it's a whole whirlwind of emotions, especially cause you, you know, you're always tired. You're hungry. Uh, on my recycle, like you're, you're so hungry, especially when you get to like Florida, like, and they'll, they'll actually let you go and eat like on your recycle and like sleep. So it's like, you, you just get like tired from just eating so much, yeah. <laughs> right. like trying to replenish <laughs> your body. But that, that day that I like was told I wasn't going to recycle anymore. Cause I tell you before you go back to Benning, to graduate, I was, I was livid. I was, I couldn't just des- like words can't describe how I felt. It was just the happiest moment of my life. So, so hype. But then it was also bittersweet. Cause I know a lot of, uh, I had some good friends of mine at the time, like also recycle that same phase. And I'm like, I just, uh, I was like, it, I don't, I don't want anybody to be back there where I was, right. but it's like, they're going to get through it. Like, I'm bigger. I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> so now what in, in your, um, whole experience with Ranger School what was the hardest part of Ranger School. Like what you found the most challenging that pushed you to a limit where you didn't even know that you had. Like it unlocked something new in you as a person. So believe it or not, I, I don't mean to sound like cocky when I say this. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot of the physical stuff. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was already like, you know, training for it for a long time. So it wasn't any of the physical stuff. The hardest part is, especially being so new, is learning how to actually lead in in a leadership position and a graded position at ranger school. Yeah. That's the hardest thing is to get people to do what you, what you want them to do without sounding, you know, like, a like, like some, like a, I was told I couldn't uh, curse on this podcast. So, uh, we'll, we'll leave that up to you to decide what word you want that is. But that, that was the hardest part for me is just, especially cause I'm also, I was at the P I was a PFC at the time. And I'm leading due to our lieutenants, staff sergeants, you know, it's, it's, you're like, should I really be doing this? But like, you know, you are, you know, you need to do it. So right. that was the hardest thing for me. It was just learning how to communicate to people, mm-hmm. how to, um, how to 
intermingle with these people you never met before. Absolutely. Try to get them to like you type stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I mean, you learn a lot from it, especially leadership wise. I mean, you're brand new into the military. You only have how many years? I have two and a half years in. This two month. and a half years in. And you were put in a leadership position. A lot of people, specialists, E4s, don't really get a chance to go to BLC in two years. Right. And that's realistically where you're learning, you know, the basics of becoming a leader. So. Yeah, you're creating op orders and not even that, like yeah. just the basic, you're, you're literally learning like squad, ta- like level tactics. Yeah, absolutely. So for you to be put in that situation and handle it the way you did, it's more kudos to you on that aspect as well. I mean, you're leading from the front. You're being a prime example of the New Jersey Army National Guard and showing, you know, other individuals who are looking to pursue that exact career that it is possible as long as you put your mind to it. Yeah. And the, the cool thing too, is like now, even though I'm an E4, I'm a, I'm a team leader in my unit. So like, there you go. Perfect. it, It really really pays off. So, uh, hopefully I get my sergeant soon. I don't have the time and service to get it yet, mm-hmm. but I've, I think I'll be decently high up on the list. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? You're probably right. going to be n- <laughs> number, number one. one on the list. <laughs> Just, uh, you may make sure you go to BLC soon, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's crazy. Um, okay. So what other, so you've been arranged schools. So at this point, like what other schools do you want to go to? So, um, this, I really want to go to aerosol. Um, just, uh, it's a big, it's a bigger thing in our unit. A lot of like the, the infantry part of Jersey national guard, they're technically an air assault unit. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you gotta be part of there. You gotta have the air assault school to be in the air assault unit. It's just like being in the 101st airborne, you know, like gotta have the school, gotta have the experience for it. Um, uh, what, what other schools? I think I want to go to Sapper really bad. I really, I really do want to go to Sapper school. So if there's any engineers, I want to. Want to get some knowledge <laughs> off. <laughs> so my next question to you is, um, I know you talked about you're deploying pretty soon or you're getting ready for a deployment. Um, for you, you know, in your MOS and you being a Ranger, 11 Bravo, what are you doing to get yourself physically and mentally ready? So the mental part's pretty easy for me at this point because I, I was already gone for a whole year. So it's mm-hmm. what's another year being gone? I already did it once. Why can't I do it again type thing? So the, men- the mental aspect's there. Um, I know it'll hit a little different, you know, once we actually like get overseas in country, it'll be like, ah, I'm here now. Right. (laughs) right. It's a good time. (laughs) But it's a lot of, not a lot has changed. Like honestly going through ranger school at such a early point in your career, it really sets you up for the future of your career. You're Mm -hmm. like, when I got to my unit, I knew as much as my squad leaders did. Some of my team leaders didn't even know, didn't have the same knowledge I had. Like you, you don't know how much you learn from there until you get back because everyone there is doing the same exact thing. And then once you get back, you're like, Oh, this is so this is a piece of cake now. Yeah. Right. And you're, and then you'll be surprised that people the same age as you, same rank as you, they're like, yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible how much of a leap up you have. Right. So, I mean, it's, that's what's really getting me ready for it. It's uh, part of why I did ranger school is just to, you know, further prepare me. Yeah. for what's to come ahead. I mean, we asked this question too, because there's a lot of people out there and, you know, as those recruiters, like the first thing we, we hear is like, oh my God, will I, will I get deployed in the National Guard? And it's like, well, we have a federal and we have a state mission. And yes, it's a possibility, especially as an 11 Bravo infantry, you know, you're going to deploy that your job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the... It, you make it sound real easy, right? Because you, you have that mental, you have what it takes and it's, it's obvious, but there is a lot of people that are like 
right on, on the cast and they are scared. And mm-hmm. I guess this is your sign. If you're one of those people to know that, Hey, you will get through it. It's just a deployment. There's a lot of good things that come with deployments, right? Like Absolutely. Steven got deployed to freaking like Dubai, right? Like probably <laughs> rode camels on the weekends. All right. Like, let's be honest. Take it so. easy. Take it easy. <laughs> so there's a lot of good opportunities to get Absolutely. deployed, not only just have fun and be with your peers, but also mm-hmm. to learn and to grow in your military professions. Not only that, Go. the benefits you get also from deployment, I mean, tax-free yeah. money, mm-hmm. uh, you, you could rate separation pay, um, VA home loan, VA home loan a lot faster. Yeah. as well as the post 9-11. And that's a huge, huge benefit. I gave mine to my son. Right. So he already got four years of college paid off completely. And I'm still using my guard waiver to go to school myself. So like for me, it's, you know, the best of both worlds. Now when my son turns of age to go to college, I don't got to worry about paying for that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing is too, kind of going off the money, depending on where you go, you're going to get different benefits as well. You're going to mm-hmm. get, um, uh, if depending on where you go, you get combat pay, you right. get hazard hazardous, pay, yeah. you get mm-hmm. um, per diem, which is uh, basically like your daily meal allowances, daily kind of allowance. But yeah. you're not really going to use the whole per diem when you're out there, so it's mm-hmm. all just extra money going in your pocket. And then plus, it's it kind of it is about the experience. You're gonna be you're gonna be. Chances are, if you if you are getting deployed, you're gonna be with your your guys for a while. At this point, you're gonna you're gonna start to really know them you're gonna you're gonna start to like love them you're gonna be like oh this is really like oh my brother and sister i'm serving with like this is gonna be it's gonna be a good time out there my next question would be there's a lot of people that are looking to go either into ranger school um or 11 bravo in general and they you know they don't know how to mentally or physically prepare. So for you being that you went through both of them, especially so fast in your career, um, what's some advice that you would give to these future soldiers or soldiers looking to get into it? Um, how should they prepare physically and mentally? And by the way, before you answer this, how old are you, Jeff? Um, I'm 20. 20 years old. Okay, so you're you're literally speaking to other 20-year-olds that yep. are looking to start this process. So looking back, you know, take us like that mindset. Not, not in your current yeah, mindset, right, obviously. Right. So the... The best piece of advice I can give you is don't be afraid to make mistakes. Like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Like, everybody's going to make a mistake somewhere. Now, the, obviously, there's different degrees, but to any to any point, you're going to learn from. If you don't learn from your mistakes that you make, like, trust me, I made I made plenty during during Ranger School, uh, before I even got in the Army. During, like in basic training, like you're going to make mistakes here and there, and you're going to feel bad about it. But nothing's going to you're not going to be able to correct those mistakes if you don't learn from them. That the biggest piece of advice mentally is don't be afraid, learn from your mistakes, kind of kind of put uh focus on what you know, like what we like to call is focus on the 50 meter target ahead of you. Mm-hmm. You know, focus on the things that the tasks at hand first before you start worrying about other things. The more you worry, the the harder it's going to be for you mentally. Like you want to get past the thing that's right in front of you. You don't want to take 10 leaps ahead you want to get past whatever whatever's one leap ahead of you you know i love the 50 meter and 100 meter and all that like i love that mentality because mm-hmm. it's kind of like goes back to everyone is like so busy right oh i'm so busy i don't have time for blank i'm so busy i don't have time for this but it's like taking this mindset that you just you know said hey look at the the first task let's get that done once we get that done then we can worry about the next thing right? and then mm-hmm. the next thing and then the next thing. And hopefully you get to a point where you have a never ending task list to do list and you just boom, boom, boom. It's like, you, you know, a well oiled machine, right? You just keep on, on on checking things off your bucket list. And with that being said, 
you know, what is, what's next for, for Jeff Stout? What's, uh, what are, what are some goals you want to achieve from here? Cause I, I mean, I'm sure you don't want to stop here, right? Like you've been, you've come this far. Um, we expect great things from you. I know personally I expect great things from you. So what is some things from here on out that you want to accomplish just in life? In terms of my army career, I think, uh, I, I can't say if I'm going to be like a, you know, a for lifer in the army yet. Um, but I do, I do want to get to a high enough point where maybe I do have my own squad or even my own platoon, something like that. I want to be able to share knowledge with the guys that I have. And it's the easiest way to do that. Once you get up into those leadership positions, then, you know, people are going to want to listen to you a little bit more, Yeah. but, um, uh, I'm taking, I was, in, I was in school for a little bit for uh, civil engineering. Um, I had some, I had some complications with it this semester, but that was mostly because of, I went to another army school for about a month, uh, the man pads course it's called it's for a stinger missile. So, uh, you know, you get some more opportunities. You take some, you lose some, maybe when I get back from deployment, I'm thinking about maybe becoming a uh, police officer, something along those lines. I haven't figured it out yet, but it, like I said, it's all going to come after de- I got to focus on it after deployment. So, I mean, yeah, this is, that's my first, uh, priority at this point. Well, we're going to make it happen. Don't worry about it. You know, we're always here to help you and JC family all the way. Absolutely. You know, we got you. Um, with that, guys, we are going to close out. We want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Guard to Guard podcast. And we also want to thank Jeff Stout for helping us out and doing this episode to help out anybody who is looking to be a ranger, um, infantry, or just pursue a career in the Army National Guard. Um, if you guys can, shoot him a follow on Instagram at the real Jeff Stout. So it's going to be first name J-E-F-F, last name S-T-A-U-D-T. Um, shoot him a follow. Also shoot us a follow at the Guard to Guard podcast. Sergeant V, Georgia, at the uh, at its underscore G team. And then me, you know, obviously me, <laughs> SPC underscore Kanapka. Let us know what you guys want to hear next. Who do you want to hear on the podcast? Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Thank you.